2: I'm here in Los Angeles at the Wondery Sunset Studios. It's in West Hollywood. That's just cool, isn't it, Liz? <laughs> I'm Sunset Boulevard, yes. and here we are. I'm
0: Liz Dolan. I'm the middle sister. I live in Santa Monica, California, but I enjoy coming to like the Sunset, sunset Strip to work. Who would have thought? Yeah. Joel, what's happening there in the
1: well, closet? I'm Julie Dolan. <laughs> I'm the oldest sister. And, you know, I work from home, exactly, in my closet, because that makes it sound even better. I'm an empty nester, an urban nana. sometimes a world traveler, and just really happy to be back with you today, sisters. Yeah, I have to laugh. I think this weekend, just because we had a lot of
2: guests and party, and we're going to talk about it, but I think I must have answered the question, so does Julie go to a studio like 10 times? (laughs) like, no, no, she's just in the closet in her house. No, no,
0: no. Just what she says, that's what she's actually doing. Uh Uh Yeah, I was also doing some traveling this weekend. I'll give you like my complete report later, but I I hit one of those classic airplane airplane situations coming home from New York City yesterday where I was, I had an aisle seat confirmed on the noon Uh flight. But I was at the airport early enough to actually make the 11 o'clock flight. So I was on standby for the 11 a.m. But I knew the chances I was going to get an aisle seat on the 11 a.m. as a standby. Zero. Yeah. zero It was okay. zero. It was zero. So what would you have done in this situation? I was really debating. Is it worth it to spend another hour sitting around JFK just so you're not crammed in the middle? And I decided it was not worth it. So I took my crammed in middle seat. and Oh, I just, you did? I just got home. And I was just... I was just ready to get home, you know. I just plus I knew that in my bag I had my laptop that had died the day before, um, and so once I got home, I was going to have to go out and buy a new computer so we could do today's show. So,
2: <laughs> worked out fine. Extenuating circumstances then. Yeah, as a claustrophobic, the, the middle seat for six hours, it's a tough haul for me. I would have just enjoyed another hour at JFK. Yeah. Got in okay. my house. All right, I but understand. I, yeah, I get it. I would it. normally... free <laughs>
1: shopping, Liz. You yeah, know, I, I can't believe you missed that opportunity. <laughs> all right,
2: we are going to hear all about your 40th reunion, Liz. People want to know about Mr. Dingleberry or <laughs> Doppelsmith or... I cannot believe Dude. I did not find him. I... Oh. Gary
0: Doppelganger. No, That's what was a, his
2: name? Doppeldorf. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tragedy. Doppeldorf, <laughs> yes. Uh, also, uh, we're going to do a story you tried to do last week about the walking man. That's all we're going to say. Uh, we have some entertaining sisters. Julie, you went to see Booksmart this weekend. Yes, we're gonna tell I, you... I
1: want to encourage satellite
2: sisters. Yes. And then we're going to talk about our best beach bag books list coming up. We have a preview of that. Uh, Julie, you had something pretty serious happen in your family, a health situation. So you're going to fill us in on that mm-hmm. later, but... I think first we're going to talk about the engagement party. Are we <laughs> yes, doing
1: Let's talk about the engagement party. Of course, let's set it, set it up straight. This is our sister Sheila who is who's been on many a podcast, her daughter Ruthie uh, is engaged to be married to Jeremy. Now, their wedding ceremony and reception is going to be held at the Golden Unicorn Dim Sum Palace Restaurant in Chinatown, New York. Uh, these are—they feel like this is a unique and authentic place in New York City. But given the the venue and given the size of our family. Um, we decided to host an engagement party for West Coast relatives or people like me in the middle of the country, um, in order to celebrate the happy couple, the young couple, and uh, because we were not getting invited uh, to, <laughs>
2: to the wedding. Uh, to the to the wedding.
1: That's that's pretty much it. Which okay? we're cool so, with
0: as a family. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. Yes,
1: we were. We were. This is uh, you know we're fine with that. So uh, so a plan was hatched to have a um, to have an engagement party in Leon's beautiful house and backyard. Uh, the date was set for this past weekend. And, uh, I would have to say, uh, Liz, you were not there because you actually are invited to the wedding (laughs) ceremony (laughs) and because you were attending your college reunion. So you don't know, but it was a a fabulous party, right? It
2: was very festive. I think it lived up to the promise of the invitation and the hype. I mean, It was executed the day of the party we executed. Mm -hmm. And we'll go into that a little bit more. But, you know, tacos were had, margaritas were had. There Mm -hmm. was good cheer and festivity. There was music and decorations. Uh, There was a lot of family. People made big efforts to get in. Mm -hmm. Our sister Monica came down from Portland. Our brother Dick and his wife Susan were there with their two children. You know, we just had a ton of fun. There were Family, there were family and friends on Ruthie's other side, so that was fantastic. So, I feel like we executed the promise of the invitation. Well done, sisters. Well done. I
1: do. I mean, our sister Sheila was definitely exerting her full rights and privileges as MOB, mother of the bride. (laughs) So much so, Liz, that we actually had a rehearsal dinner for the engagement party, (laughs) complete with toasts and presents. Nice. Yeah. Okay. That she uh she booked some she booked some arrangements. Yeah. She was happy to have other people pay for them, That's but she'll true. book that, Yeah, she booked the arrangements. She's good at that. And it's she true. came bearing gifts for the two the co-hosts for Leanne mm-hmm. uh and, and for myself. And there were some nice toasts, but she was certainly very, very excited for it. Yeah. But this wasn't some slapdash, uh, last-minute, pulled-together casual party. There was a lot of thought and preparation. So, Lee, and I think it's appropriate that we talk about some of the party prep, <laughs> including <laughs> the fact that you painted your house the week before the week of the party. Which was still happening when
0: I left town on Thursday. Oh the house painting was not complete.
2: You know, I, most of you don't follow the weather in Southern California that closely, but we had We've had the wettest May on record. So what should have been an easily completed two-and-a-half-week project, 5 o'clock Friday, those those painters left. At one point on Friday, all three doors in my house were wet and open. And I was trapped in my own home with my dog in the back because we couldn't go anywhere. I had guys. I had painters. Uh, The yard guy came. He couldn't do anything because all the paint was wet. I had the guys delivering all the tables, the chairs, the plates. They were showing up oh my gosh, By w- at 5 o'clock Friday, I thought, I guess we're going to get this done. Three quarters of the house were painted, Liz. Three <laughs> okay. quarters. so, so the by, right the sides of the house. I said, so. here's a, what would mom say in this
0: situation? She would say, a galloping horse would never notice, right? right? Yep. We did so we it. We were
1: instructed not to look out one of the windows <laughs> yeah. facing. I don't know whether that was west or east, but the, just don't look out that window. That's what we were told. Yeah, the so.
2: south-facing side of the house. So yep. then, that's why Saturday, we had to buckle down because normally, you know, you come to our house, you're staying at our house, Julie and Trem are staying there. It's done. Like,
1: we've, yeah. we've executed. Right. The game Tables planned. are set. Yeah. Everything's in place. Tables are set. Things are so. We had both an in- interior and an exterior team. Right. Uh, Leanne and her husband are very experienced uh, and professional party throwers. So they, they have their assigned roles. And my husband and I, we were the worker bees. We just did what our assignments was. My husband was sent outside. He was working with Leon's uh, husband. I worked on the. In- I was part of the interior team. I was assigned to ironing all the napkins, Liz. You yeah, know, which wow. I which I enjoyed. So yes. I did that. Uh, I was brought in on the queso consultation right. and table <laughs> positioning. Yeah, uh-huh. but I didn't overstep my boundaries there. And then I think I did a very solid job on the uh, dusting and vacuuming. Dusting and vacuuming. Nice. Because I couldn't even yeah.
2: do that because all the men and the windows were open on Friday. Right. Uh, oh, like yeah. th- th- There was I. There was nothing I could do. So, yeah. So in the meantime, I'm doing the food prep and this and that. And my husband is re-landscaping the yard. He's cutting down trees. Mm -hmm. He's just, he's, it was unbelievable. But I have to tell you, by five o'clock Friday, everything was fine. Mm -hmm. Or Saturday. Mm -hmm. So the party started at 630. Then my people started showing up. The taco truck came early. Then I had the, the steel band guy. And then I had the help in the kitchen. And so for an hour and a half, it was frantic. And the only problem with that was Julie and her husband were there. Like, I had guests already there watching me execute the party prep, and that's not pretty. The last hour and a half before a party is frantic. (laughs) it gets tense. But I usually don't have eight people, like, sitting on the patio watching me. So...
1: (laughs) It was okay. It was okay. There was because let's just talk about some of the party highlights. Once the party was under swing. Now, you now you may if you've listened to this podcast, you know, Leanne was skeptical. She doubted whether we really needed to steal drum. Can I just say now any occasion you have coming up, birthday, graduation, summer party, wedding, engagement party? I I don't know. uh, Whatever you have, bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah, get yourself a steel drum. Was it not the most uh, festive thing you've ever heard, Land? You had it was. You had a guy, par- you parked him out by the garage. Right. He was a one-man band. He had a steel drum. He did a little vocals. <laughs> he had some background. I mean, his his rendition of Yellowbird was just <laughs> outstanding. It was just the ticket. It was just the ticket. And what I
2: liked was several people were at the party for 10 or 15 minutes, and then they look over and they'd see it was a live human being. And they'd be like, oh my gosh, there's a real guy playing this so there it was so unexpected yeah and uh i have to admit he was very professional came did his thing i contracted him for one hour and he didn't go over that hour and then i said please help yourself to tacos and that <laughs> is lovely so he he did great they were great uh the tacos were executed well Excellent. this 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 cart does a really good fish
1: taco. In particular, mm. people love the fish taco. The Leon made her world famous uh, shrimp ceviche, which oh, was nice. uh, people gobbled up, as well as the queso. Leon was wavering on queso, but that was a big hit. Sheila the was salsa, uh, I should cho- say it was salsa basket queso. Okay, it was the, oh, nice. I, last yeah.
2: time I attempted to make it, and it was like bad fondue. So this time I just we used the salsa baskets uh, queso. Delish. Heated up in a fondue pot. I had uh, my high school girls do that, Camille Marie and Eliza. They were
1: <laughs> in the kitchen <laughs> executing things. Don't worry. So that didn't... was good. But uh, and Sheila, Sheila was the entertainment. She had prepared a trivia contest for Ruth and Jeremy. She came with a giant bag and it had signs and props, candy. She had a script it was clever it was funny it was warm she really wanted to honor jeremy and welcome into welcome him into our family mm-hmm. and she did a wonderful job i mean jeremy's been around they've been going out or so, for 12 years so yeah, we, so we he's all in know ceremony yeah. Jer- mm-hmm. Jer- <laughs> jeremy but i don't think we've ever really acknowledged him so yeah. uh, like when you're it in is, a big family yeah. you know that's just uh, people are on the move so <laughs> this was this was a great tribute um, uh, to jeremy me. It was lots of fun. And Sheila just kept that show going. So I think that clearly was one of the highlights of the night. Right. And then, again, we said no cake. We're not throwing a
2: wedding. Mm-hmm. But people enjoyed the Cuban cookies we got at Porto's. Oh, they no. were delicious. Oh, and great. then the small Mexican popsicles, the pailletas, also good. So the perfect finish. Yep. And then what did we have, Liz? Because it's a Leon Dolan event.
0: Right. Gift bags. Coffee. Oh, gift bags. Okay. We had gift bags, yes. What was in the gift bags?
1: We right. had uh, seltzer water. We had Signature. candy. We had chocolates. Uh, we had um, designer tissues. Uh, they were all They were all there. It was all yeah, part of the party. Nice. Yeah. So. yeah, people love seltzer, Liz,
2: on the way home. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. A little can of seltzer is really always welcome. So that was it. It was, it was big fun. It came. People enjoyed themselves. Uh, and then it was fun. Julie and Trem stayed at the house and Dick and Sue and Leo and Fiona stayed. So the next morning we had like a big slumber party. Nice. And then huh? we had a little br- early breakfast, brunch, many, many pots of coffee. And then people took off. And then uh, Barrick and I cleaned up. Well, uh-huh. first we all took naps. Literally, I took a nap at eleven thirty. <laughs> it it's unusual we, we, for me
1: to nap before noon. We were, I mean, Leanne gave it her all. We all gave it her so, all. Yes. it was. Uh, yes, yeah. was, it was really a fun party. Yeah. I think fun was had by all. It was an engagement party, not a wedding reception. A wedding. Yeah, and we achieved that. So, uh, and really, just a uh, steel drum. Another hats <laughs> off to him. Cause that was pretty good. Uh, well, I am sorry that I missed it. You know, I
0: of course would have been there if it didn't conflict with my 40th college reunion. So I got dispensation from both of you to skip it and yep. go to my reunion. So I'll give you a quick recap of that. What some of the highlights uh, of the reunion were. First of all, it was a plan that involved trains, planes and automobiles, which doesn't always go well, you know. So what my plan was to fly to New York I spent the night in New York City with a friend of mine. We'll call her Judy A. Then Friday morning, we get on the train from 125th Street, take the train out to Stanford, where Judy R picks us up, another college friend who lives in Stanford, and the three of us have a little road trip up to Providence, Rhode Island, where we went to college. So that, all of that was super fun, especially this. I just, I get choked up even thinking about it. We got into the car in Stanford, and Judy, Uh, Judy R. slips in a CD, music starts to play in the car, and she says, Liz, this is the music that was playing in your room the first time I ever met you freshman week. And it was... Paul Simons, (laughs) Ryman Simon. (laughs) And it was just a classic, you know, that's Kodachrome. That's something so right. And that's, you know, something you really need in a college dorm. One man's ceiling is another man's floor. All of those, the hits just kept coming with the Paul Simon. But isn't that thoughtful? That is. That's very thoughtful. That's a lovely
1: thing. Write that down if you're going to a college reunion. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It was very sweet. Then she handed me an envelope with several photos in it, one of which I posted on Instagram last night. So if you don't follow Satellite Sisters on Instagram, you should do that. Julie, you can't see all of these, but the one I posted on Instagram is because Judy R. and I also traveled— through Italy together when we were both on our junior year abroad. She was in London, I was in Paris, we met up in Paris, we took the train to Rome. So, picture number one that I posted is me standing in the uh, Stazione Termini in Roma in 1978. Just classic photo. First of all, I mean it's like an anachronism alert, right. right? I'm I'm holding a map, like a big paper map. I'm I'm wearing a giant backpack with a metal yeah. frame. Yeah, that doesn't and exist. No, and no
1: doubt you had a copy of "Let's Go yes, Europe" in, yes. in 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 that backpack. Yes. I'm wearing black clogs because
0: that's what I wore for four years of college anyway. Uh another friend looked at the picture and it said, is that a beeper on your waist? I'm like, no, beepers hadn't even been invented yet. That is just the clip for the oh, giant yeah. backpack because otherwise you would tip over backwards. So anyway, so that is a very cute picture. But it also made me think like back in the day. One person had to hold the camera to take the picture of the other person. So you have a lot of pictures of just one of you, right? (laughs) That's true. It's not like with selfies where you can both get in the photo. And then here's another one, another version of kind of the same thing. This is Firenze, Leah, and this is me in the Florence train station. Again, all by myself. Oh, You look so young. Where Yeah, I was. I was 20, I guess. And then here's one of me at Judy's wedding dancing with her husband and I was like oh that was a fun wedding like a mid 80s wedding i loved that dress that i'm wearing
2: that is a great <laughs> you look great it's the person in the foreground of the photo who's going to regret those sleeves and that hair okay <laughs> anyway so so that
0: was super fun so we make our way up to providence it's all good we're having fun and then there's a lot of activities um There were just a few surprising developments. You know, reunions, you want to see your old friends, but you kind of, you never know what's going to happen. I did say on last week's show that I was shocked to learn there was a guy named Gary Doodlesack in my class. And as someone whose name is Dolan, Alphabetically, I was surprised. I never knew anyone named Doodlesack that I noticed that. And then the whole weekend went by, and I forgot to go find Gary Doodlesack. Oh, you're kidding. No, I, I, he was allegedly oh. there somewhere, but I didn't know what he looked like, so how would I do that? But we, um, we, we had some fun things. There were some surprise um, moments. Uh, my friend Judy A. had a former roommate come up. This is what you always want. Like, you know the roommate from hell that you yeah, had right. in yep. college? Her roommate from hell actually came up to her, pulled her aside, and apologized for being such a terrible person when wow. they were in college. Right? Wow. So That's
1: so, pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that
0: was pretty nice. You get that. Accept okay. um, that. Yeah. Then there was, there was another one who uh, – that she couldn't even remember who her freshman year roommate was. Sometimes these people, they come and they go in your life. And her freshman year roommate just mysteriously appeared and said – Remember me? She was like, "No, not really, but whatever." (laughs) So there there were there were those even though they lived together for nine months. That's good. Yeah, yeah. there were those kinds of moments. But for me, the best part. So we had two nights. We had Friday night and Saturday night there. The best part was that Judy A, Judy R, and I had rented an Airbnb in this like haunted mansion, uh, just not far from the campus. So a woman who had. Been in Providence for 40 years, like came there as a college student when she was 18 from Iran, stayed, obviously had some affiliation with the university or her husband did or something. So she has this giant haunted mansion and we were, we had a like bedroom suite. So... The here's what I recommend is make sure you schedule enough time for the slumber party recap, because you have the two nights of talking to people. And like it's not like the three of us were moving through the crowd together. So the best part every night was coming back, all getting into our pajamas, getting it to bed and then recapping some of the the people we had met, the insane things people will say insane things to people they haven't seen in 20 years or 40 years. Like, I, I was just... Like what? I don't know. I mean, I don't want to get too personal, but, you know, there was one woman, uh, like, she had obviously recently been through a family trauma. Yeah. And I won't go into the details. <laughs> okay. But, like, all I needed to say is, so, how are you doing? And that all came out. Okay. And I understand that. We've right. all been in moments in that. But it is it is just interesting. Uh, so... <laughs> So that so that was all good. And the only the only tips for future uh reunions that I want to um offer is by the time it's your 40th reunion it means everyone's like 61 or 62 ish. I would suggest more Seated events. (laughs) Yeah. Because (laughs) almost every event was sort of a cocktail party stand-up style thing. And so that was a lot of standing around and a lot of cocktail party chit-chat. It made it hard to have, like, deeper, more thoughtful conversations with people. So it's a good thing we had the slumber party aspect to our event. And then one last thing. we Every class does a class forum on a various subject. And our class, because we're all kind of at the age where our lives could be changing, people are kind of retiring, whatever, the class of 79 decided that our uh, our class conversation was going to be personal and professional reboot. Like, what are you doing for the rest of your life mm-hmm. kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Because we're all in transition. So um – I was invited to be on that panel because, I have rebooted. Of course, no, because of course, I've rebooted No, because I've rebooted my life so many times, Julie. Mm-hmm. I think like a lot of these people had conventional careers and now they're thinking, okay, now what do I do? Or I just and, and now they're
2: thinking I should start a podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you're a professional <laughs> panelist, Liz. You know, moderator, panelist.
2: Yes. This is this is part of your career profile. Yeah. But here's the thing, Julie. So
0: we had uh so one guy, Jay, who I'd never seen before. He is a uh, climate change activist. Uh, seated next to me, Mayor uh, Ruthann. She's mayor of a small town. Mayor. She's mayor. A mayor mayor oh. of a small town, so got to love that. Um, Bill is now um, working at a university down south where he is uh, director of inclusion and diversity. He had a very interesting career. And Karen, uh, who I had known for a long time, um, was at Goldman Sachs for, mm-hmm. for a long time. So it was quite a range. And I was worried that it would all just be like... You know, career, blah blah blah. And how interesting is that for people? <laughs> I hope you you do a podcast on that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I know. I
0: do give career advice. <laughs> but what was really interesting, I got to say, that it, uh, it kind of became a mo- Almost everyone in the class showed up, so it was like three hundred people there. And it during the Q and A, there were just people were making interesting observations about their lives, asking interesting questions. And it it really was a coming together moment for the class Mm -hmm. in the way that I had not anticipated. So I really, really enjoyed that. I had to prep for a couple of like one of the questions was, what would you tell your children or grandchildren about your college career and what would be important to think about in college? Well, I have no children or grandchildren. So I did a focus group on that with Judy A. and Judy R. in in the car Mm -hmm. on the way up because Judy A. has 20-something children and Judy R. has also adult children and already has grandchildren. So I even had some good answers on what to tell the grandchildren and children. But at the end, people were more just sharing about what this stage in life is like. And uh, at the very end, one guy kind of raised his hand and said, I'm at the stage now where my father has gotten very sick, Alzheimer's, and we, my partner and I, we just moved uh, my father in with us, and he talked a little bit about what that transition is like. And then that sparked a whole other right. conversation about where we are in our lives. Because I talked about that. I was like, oh, my God, I've been through that. I said, I'm just so lucky that I had seven brothers and sisters because between the eight of us, we could, like, really – it took all eight of us to get through it. And he said – I also have seven brothers and sisters. <laughs> oh so what are the chances of that? Anyway, I gave them, I went over and gave them a big hug afterwards. But so all the way around, really a, a delightful weekend. Good. Some very Good. heartfelt. Good that you did that, Liz. Some very heartfelt moments, and, uh, but did not meet the Doodle
2: sack. So now I have a goal for reunion five years from now. Excellent. I actually I stopped listening when you said you stayed in an Airbnb. Have you ever stayed in an Airbnb? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have. Okay. I have. When okay. my
2: when my condo was being
0: tented for termites a couple years ago. Oh, okay. I decided I would go and explore another neighborhood in LA, so I rented an Airbnb in uh, Trendy Los Angeles. That's Files. right. Yes. Okay. So I, I had I,
2: done that. I didn't know you did that. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> My head was still spinning over that factoid.
0: Anyway, we really, really had a good time. I would encourage people to go to a reunion, but make sure you plan like small group time, not just all mm-hmm. big group time, and bring
2: a portable seat. You yes. heard it here. <laughs> bring your own chair. All right, stay with us. We have more to discuss on Satellite Sisters. We would like to thank some sponsors of today's podcast. We are so happy at Satellite Sisters to have BritBox as a sponsor.
0: You know, we love it. It's the streaming home of the best British television with exclusive mysteries, crime dramas, comedies, documentaries, and more. Julie, what's your
1: fave? Vera, I love this show. I'm on season 11. I mean, Brenda Blethyn is such a great actress. And the character Liz Vera, I don't know if you've watched it, but she's essentially Margaret Thatcher in a trench coat, okay? <laughs> she is bossing people around and solving crime. I love her.
0: Okay, well, I want to especially recommend Archie. Archie is a brand new limited series. It's starring Jason Isaacs as Archie Leach. Who is he? He's the man who became Cary Grant. And, you know... What's so interesting about this is it's sort of about how he became a star in old Hollywood, how he went from being Archie Leach to being Cary Grant. But also because it's him growing up in old Hollywood, there are a lot of people in the, in the movie playing Doris Day, Grace Kelly, George Burns. It's little snapshots of what it was like to become a movie star back in the day. So I really enjoyed it and recommend So sign up for BritBox today to stream Archie and any other fan favorites from any device you have. So we have a special limited time offer. Get 50% off your first month when you sign up for the monthly plan, but only if you go to BritBox.com and use our promo code SISTERS at checkout. Got it? Don't wait. Get 50% off your first month. Use promo code SISTERS at BritBox.com.
2: All right, we're back. Julie, you're going to tell us some family news. Has serious health scare there in your family. But first, just I want to mention we're thinking of everyone in the Midwest and Dayton, Ohio, yeah. and all the other places where so the tornadoes happening there. Holy cow! The 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 shots, the news shots, are unbelievable. I tell you, that must be terrifying. The mm-hmm. tornadoes, mm-hmm. you know, tornadoes
1: I mean, at night too, when you can't see them. That's the that's even worse. So. Yeah. You know, um, you know, and I know there are like 5 million people without power today because of these. And it was a, the rapid onset of these. You know, there were uh, several tornadoes um, that came through. So that was terrible. Yeah, so, so
2: we are thinking of you there. If you have had some damage or have friends and family in that tornado alley, we're thinking of you today.
1: Well, Liz and Leanne, I have some, I think, pretty good news this morning. I just wanted to let you both know that my son, Will, uh, was going to attempt to go back to work today. I don't know how he was going to get there, or I don't know how long he was going to last at work. But he was feeling strong enough for uh, to at least uh, try to go back to work. So let me tell the, everybody else in the satellite sister neighbor uh, s- s- satellite sisterhood what has happened. Uh, two weeks ago, I got a call from my daughter-in-law, uh, Lauren. Uh, and she said, Will is in the emergency room. He has a virus. I think you should come. And that was all she knew at that time. And I pretty much dropped everything, uh, you know, and got the That on is a, plane. a scary and- call to get. Yes, that is a really scary call to get. And I didn't really know what kind of virus it was. Um, but she, you know, really felt like he needed to come. As it turns out, my son Will was da- diagnosed with Guillain-Barré syndrome which is a very rare disease. It and what this Guillain-Barré syndrome does is it's a rapid onset of muscle weakness, pain and paralysis that is caused by your autoimmune system that it gets triggered by a virus. Uh, they don't know, you know, what kind of virus or what the underlying virus it is. But what it does is it sort of turns your autoimmune system on your on yourself, and the, your own autoimmune system start, starts to um, uh, starts to damage the coating on your nerves on the your nerve nervous system. So it usually starts in the extremities, uh, in your feet, in your legs, in your hands. But if it is not treated, if it's not diagnosed uh it can go into your lungs, and obviously, if your lungs are paralyzed, it's a fatal disease. So, Will had been having some symptoms. I don't know. He had tingling in his hands, numbness in his feet, uh, but it had gotten, it had, it had progressed. Uh, and of course, he, you know, hadn't seen a doctor. He thought he was just run down. Maybe he had mono. Maybe it was Lyme disease. I, he wasn't certain, but you know, fortunately. My daughter-in-law hounded him to go to the uh, to his general practitioner. He went there and then was immediately sent to Columbia Presbyterian. And I want to give a big shout out to that hospital because he got there and that um, and they were able to diagnose it correctly. Um, uh, my daughter-in-law became a real advocate. She started calling people, tapping tapping on her computer. She found one of the leading experts in both MS, because they, they thought maybe it was MS, but also someone that has really treated a number of these cases of Guillain-Barre syndrome so that they were able to make a definitive diagnosis of this disease And the good news is there is a specific course of remedy. It's a five-day treatment where you get infusions of immunoglobulin. Wow. Wow. Thank goodness you could
0: get a quick diagnosis. That's kind of miraculous
1: for something so rare. Yeah, this is, I mean, I am very grateful he was, I mean, it's a terrible thing to happen, but I'm very grateful for both his general practitioner and then once he got to Columbia Presbyterian, he got to see this Dr. Nealon who they, they nailed it. They just nailed the diagnosis. They knew, they knew what it was. And it's, um, he had planned to be like out of the country. He was supposed to be in Venice, Italy. And Mm. I don't know if, you know, and by the time he went to the doctors, he really couldn't walk. This is my 35 year old son. He couldn't walk. Okay. He was, because it affects not only the nerve endings, but also your motor coordination. So it was, it's a very debilitating disease and that the, you know, it has sort of a rapid onset. Sometimes it's days, but other times it's hours. So you know, if you're somewhere else and they're like, mm, gee, I don't know, because it's it's so rare. It's almost like from an episode of House or yeah, yeah you right. You know, mm-hmm. mm, I think this, you know, what's the most exotic disease you can think of? Well, that might be Guillain-Barre syndrome, you know, that it's a very rare disease to have. But you can make a full recovery. He was in the hospital for five days. Uh, and I, listen, my hats hat's off. To the nursing care, both the nurses and the nurses aides that work at Columbia Presbyterian, because he got very good care there. It's good to hear. I really felt like they were really focused on him, really helping him. I mean, he is—he is, you know. This was very traumatic for him because he's just the kind of person that doesn't like to go to the doctor. You know, faints at all kinds of needles (laughs) and things. so that made it even harder. Even harder, but he just had excellent medical care, you know. And uh, and hats off to Dr. Neilon. You would have loved her. She uh, she is a woman of our age. She was so confident and so reassuring to Will when she spoke to him because you can imagine how scary this is. Uh, you yes. don't know what's happening to yourself, and you know, and they, it's a five day treatment. Well, is one day of the treatment enough? Does that arrest the disease, or could things still progress? I mean, you don't really know, and. Dr. Nealon was just outstanding, and I have to say the other thing. At one point, when she came in, first came into the emergency room, and she was really examining Will and focused on, on him. I looked. She has, you know, white coat on. I looked down. She is wearing the Rothy's sneakers, uh, Leanne and Liz. <laughs> nice. She had well, they are the exact washable. Same, I think that's she washable. Had exactly. She had the exact same ones that I picked out. The classic blue with this white stripe up the back. I was like, That's I, when
0: you knew she was trustworthy.
1: I like that doctor. Dr. <laughs> Neely, Nealon in her Rothy's just uh, really helped out. Oh, so wow. my son's at home now. He has physical therapy for this. so for some people who get this disease, they, you know, they get much more severe cases than will had. Uh, and he has physical therapy. He is regaining his strength, as you can imagine, this is was quite taxing for him. And as I said, he's attempting to go back to work today. i I don't know how far he can walk. i mm, you know, mm. uh, i and if, you know, if you live in New York, you walk everywhere, so uh, but he felt like he wanted to give it a try. They encourage you to try to resor- re- resume normal uh, activities. Uh, but they, you know, they're two working parents with two kids, you know, and right.
2: <laughs> oh their their they're idea busy. of
1: normal activities is really pretty extreme. So, um, but I'm just, you know, I'm just filled with gratitude that they were able to diagnose and treat him. So. Yes.
0: How terrifying. Well, yeah, good medical care. When you get it, it's just fantastic.
1: Yeah, Um, it is.
0: Okay, speaking of walking, Julie, I saw this story in the L.A. Times a couple weeks ago and saved it because you know how newspapers love to do silly feature stories about local goofballs? Yeah. It's kind of their stock and trade. And I just believe in in subscribing to your local newspaper. And so this one in the L.A. Times, the, um, the headline was people, People Walker Taps Need to Connect. And it is a story about a guy named Chuck McCarthy who started a service called the People Walker. And the reason he started this is because he would, he was sort of, he's an artist. He wasn't making a lot of money, lived in a sort of low end part of town and he would walk everywhere. And he kept seeing signs for personal training or dog walking, you know, the way you do on the utility poles around L.A. So he thought to himself, well, if, you know, why just dogs? Most humans could use a good walk, too. (laughs) And so he decided that he would start this people walking uh, business. And this is a couple of years ago now, and it is going really well. But what's interesting in the story to me is where they talk about how many people, not just in Los Angeles, but like across the country, spend so much of their time alone now. It's so different than the way that we used to work. In, in the article, it says nearly a third of the city's households consist of only one person, and that's huh. young and old, rich and poor, you know, no matter where you are on the economic scale. And there are a lot of people that work from home or they you know they're in their car half the day that people spend an unbelievable amount of time alone now much more than ever before and research has shown that social isolation and its frequent companion loneliness can really have health consequences that are very profound and they actually shorten our lives so there's a there's a standard measurement of human loneliness That scores people based on how you answer a series of questions that get to the extent to which you feel connected to or disconnected from others. And so they have some of the details in the story about it. And last year they surveyed more than 20,000 American adults and nearly half said they sometimes or always felt alone or left out and that the youngest generation, Generation Z, they were the loneliest, the loneliest, followed closely by millennials. And. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because people are isolated with their, you know, in their jobs or with their devices. It said only 53% of all of those questions said they had meaningful in-person social interactions daily. Isn't that surprising? Yeah. So say half of the population is not having meaningful personal social interactions daily. So that's why, you know... Chuck McCarthy steps in with people. It's been this huge hit. And he said he realized that it seems like a crazy idea, but it's cheaper than a gym and it's quite beneficial. And he gets good stories out of it, which apparently uh, that's what that's what he wanted out of it. So now when you go to their app, you can sort of order up who you want to walk with. Perhaps you want Taj, who graduated from UCLA, where he majored in music and minored in LGBTQ studies. His parents are East Indian and Filipino, and he has other passions, including music and mindfulness. Or maybe you'd rather talk to Renata, who's an actress who would be happy to teach you Spanish. She also loves improv, movies, food, hikes, coffees, desserts. Anyway, lots of fun people here, but it becomes clear as you read through it that it's it's sort of the essence of the satellite sister. Had, right. Right. It's yes. someone you need to be able to have these meaningful conversations with people. We always say not every conversation will change your life, but any conversation can. And here, you know, if you need to go reach out and find new people because you don't have satellite sisters and misters in your life. I say all good with this. Sure. sure. Go. There are some people that hire someone every day to walk them. Other How people... much is it? Just out of curiosity. Mm. I know that's not the point. Okay. Sorry. Let me see if it says here. Did not mean uh, to ask a follow-up question. I don't know where it says that. Okay. That's okay. Sorry about that. That's the, okay. Um, anyway, it just seemed like something we know is true. Right. Right? You need meaningful, personal, social interactions every day. Even if it's not, doesn't have to be deep, just like face to face, eye to eye, a little bit of conversation goes a long way. So I wanna thank you, uh, Chuck McCarthy for putting it out there. And it seems like for those of you who are trying to think of new business opportunities in your own cities, you might want to try the people walking People walking. Okay. <laughs> I, know, I know we know a lot of people listen to satellite sisters when they're out doing their own walks. And I think that's why, right. That's why people write to us so often and say, they feel like we're their friends. So we are happy
2: to be your friends, right. but mm-hmm. more friends, more good. Go for it. When I started going back, you know, working a lot on writing, I did find it was very isolating, and that's when I started to make sure I scheduled walks with my friends yeah. at least three or yes. four days a week because I could absolutely go all day without talking to anybody
1: mm-hmm. and just know, talking the, to yourself, which right. you do, yeah. 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 And, yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> and the or dog and the dog.
0: <laughs> that's right. Yeah, mean, it's important. Yeah, he said he was particularly offended by people that wear noise canceling headphones, like they're not even allowing any right. life to get into their life. <laughs> oh, so. Okay. Anyway, I liked
2: it. All right. Interesting story, Liz. Thank you. All right. Stay with us. We have some entertaining sisters recommendations, but first we're going to thank a couple of sponsors. We want to thank ButcherBox for being a sponsor of Satellite Sisters and a sponsor for a long time. We appreciate that kind of support. And listeners, if you love Satellite Sisters, we really believe you're going to love ButcherBox, where you can get incredible deals on premium cuts of beef. And deals this good are hard to come by even at the grocery store. All right, what we love about ButcherBox, convenience. High quality meat and seafood you can trust that shows up right at your doorstep with free shipping always and you can curate that customized box plan. And you know who this is perfect for, Jewel? No, Lane, what? The meal preppers in your life. Okay, meal prepping now is being taken to a whole new level. We used to just think of it as making a few things on Sunday, but no, people are on top of it. They are planning out their meals for the week and Butcher Box is designed for this. It's perfect. You get these proportioned, you know, high quality meat servings that come right in. It's right in your freezer. You can look ahead for the week ahead and go, okay, I've got chicken. I've got the salmon. I've got the scallops. Oh, I've got steak tips. Fantastic. My week is done. So if you're a meal prepper, you're getting organized with your meals this week, Butcher Box is for you. I absolutely love the quality. This is exactly how I plan my meals. Looking in my freezer, what do I have? Let's go. So we want to tell you, Satellite Sisters, about a great deal. The key to becoming a meal prep master? Stay stocked up on the essentials. ButcherBox is here to help you do just that. They're offering Satellite Sisters listeners their choice of a weeknight meal must-have. Three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips. For free in every order for a whole year, plus $20 off your first order. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com sisters and use code sisters to choose your free offer and get $20 off. That's right. ButcherBox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Thanks, ButcherBox. So, hey, one more thing about my reunion, which I didn't
0: mention, is I did do a little work as a podvangelist.
1: Because you know, (laughs) good work, Liz. We count on you to be constantly marketing and promoting uh, for us.
0: Well, you know, Jewel. People ask you like, "What are you up to?" And what do they know? They haven't seen you in twenty years or forty years or something. And so, when (laughs) when when you say you do a podcast, there sometimes you get that quizzical look, or other times people are like, "Yeah, you know, haven't really gotten into them yet." It's I'm like, okay. Pull out your phone, hand me your phone. So I did that at the opening event. Not too much, but just enough. If anyone actually said, I don't really understand how to listen to a podcast, I showed them. Right. They handed me their phone mainly they're preloaded with the Apple Podcasts app, so I would just open that. Then I, let's search on something you might really like. Oh, Satellite Sisters. So I put in Satellite (laughs) Sisters. I subscribed them to Satellite Sisters, and then I took it one step further. I was like, "Uh, what else do you like? And, you know, there was one woman who said, well... 18th century American history. I think she was trying to stump me. And I was like, oh no, you can't. Do you know how many history podcasts there are (laughs) in this thing? So, like, boom, I subscribed her to like an American history podcast. Anyway, it was a lot of fun. So, if I can do it, you can do it, Satellite Sisters. When you're with your friends and you're talking about Satellite Sisters, because we know you do, Mm because you tell us in your email that you do, and they're like, yeah, I don't understand, just show them. It's so easy. Just like they pull out their phones, you hit whatever app they have, you subscribe them to Satellite Sisters, then in the future, when you're with them, you can be talking about all the things we talk about here.
2: Conversation starter, Liz. God,
0: it's a conversation starter.
2: We also want to remind you to join our Facebook group if you haven't yet. It's a closed group, so you do have to apply. But just answer the questions, do mm-hmm. you listen to the podcast, and uh, and on what platform A reminder we appreciate when people recommend other people for the group but we really like to have the group be people who listen to the podcast and understand mm-hmm. the show. Mm-hmm. so that's why if you see your friends getting rejected, it's hard for us we feel <laughs> terrible we know I'm sure they're wonderful but we need people to answer the questions yes. in a way that says to us, oh yes, they listen to the podcast mm-hmm. I like sometimes when people get recommended and they're no, I don't listen I've never heard of this show. <laughs>
0: Okay. Well, okay. Don't take it personally. Yeah. It's It's not. Yeah. I don't take
2: it personally. It just makes me laugh. They don't know why they're getting recommended either. (laughs) Uh, But this week over there in the Facebook group, very busy. First of all, there's one thread for all your graduation, your prom, your bar mitzvah. I mean,
1: just so happy. Everybody's having a good time, right? That's
2: right. All these life milestones. We want to see the pictures and we want to hear the story behind the picture. So thank you for everyone that's posted Last couple weeks just Mm -hmm. filled and filled Mm -hmm. with great news and big milestones and and kids and making exciting leaps. And it's it's great to see. Also, a lot of travel, people looking for travel Mm -hmm. advice. Denver, New Orleans, Athens, Greece, Mykonos, people want to know where to go, what to do, Santa Fe. You all have the answers. That's great. There's a whole thread on I want to make some frozen meals for my daughter who's expecting. That's a lovely idea. Yes. Yeah, we want to see we want to see the suggestions there. All kinds of interesting things happening on the Facebook group. So we would love for you to join us. Just mm-hmm. ask and you shall be mm-hmm. admitted if you listen to the podcast. <laughs> also just one more social media reminder. If you're traveling, we would love to see your photos. So use sat sisters travel as your hashtag. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Sat Sisters Travel if you're posting to Instagram and it will pop up in the, under that hashtag and we would love to see it. So like Sue's going to Rwanda, we want to see those photos. Yes, I yes. would
0: love to see those photos. So I, the photo of me in the Rome train station with the map. Yeah, that's why I posted it at the at Sat Sisters Instagram with the hashtag Sat Sisters Travel so right. you can see me when I was 20 in my black plugs and my <laughs> jeans with a <the> giant backpack, <laughs> with, with giant backpack and a giant map. All these things that don't exist anymore, away luggage. There there weren't even any roller
2: bags no, in no, 1978, right?
0: No. Why no, did it take so to long to, to invent
2: roller bags? It seems so obvious. <laughs> yeah, cuz the wheel had been around quite a while.
1: <laughs> That's true. I don't not
0: know. So. Anyway, okay. okay, Liz
1: and Leanne I don't want I want you to run, do not walk to go see this wonderful movie that opened this weekend called Book Smart? Have you heard about this? Yes. yes. Is this the it Olivia Wilde movie? In- Yes, this was directed by uh, uh, Olivia Wilde. It's an intelligent funny movie, a coming of age about two teenage girls. Now, you it has very familiar ground. It's, you know, high school coming of age, it's the different groups that are in high school, being blue about, you know, popular versus unpopular. It stars two just adorable, funny, wonderful actresses, Beanie Feldstein and Caitlin Deaver. They're best friends and they are totally book smart. They've had their heads down for four years in high school. They've worked as hard as they can and they've done very, very well and they're going to wonderful colleges. But then they realize, they start to you know, talk to some of the other kids in their class and realize that these other people that they you know, thought were just out partying and are real losers, they also got into good co- colleges <laughs> as well. And they're, like, shocked. Like, how uh, did this happen? Uh, uh, okay? And this is not part of the Varsity Blues uh, <laughs> scandal at all. Um, but so they realized they have one night left to have some fun in high school before graduation. Mm-hmm. And so they set out on this caper. Again, this is... Not necessarily news uh, themes, right. but it is told in a funny, intelligent, sweet, wonderful way, and it's very positive. It's a very accepting movie, um, and it's just—it's a just a, a delight the whole way through. So I highly recommend that you go see this. It was uh, a nationally released movie, which, which is very good. But because you know, so it's not a blockbuster. So I don't know how long it's going to be around in the movie theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone in the theater where uh, where I saw it seems to be seem to be thoroughly enjoying the movie. But I, I am sure Satellite Sisters will love this. It's okay. just well done. It's sweet. It's tender. It has, in the same way that you know, we love the movie Lady Bird yeah. because that was about a teenage girl and it was seemed very true and real. This has some of those same qualities, like you really like these two teenage girls uh, and some of the adventures that they get into.
0: Okay. I mean, I, if I had been around this weekend, it's one of those things that I totally would have seen. So it's on my list. Maybe yes. even on a school night. Maybe I'll yeah, go you see can one do night it do
1: it. Yeah, that's how you yeah, Because I worry because it didn't, you know, it wasn't a, a big giant movie this weekend that they're going to cut back or yeah. you won't be able to see it. It's It did get a national release, which is great. Uh, so it's out in theaters all across, across the country. Uh, but yes, I think we can really build word of mouth for this movie because it's called Book Smart directed by olivia Wilde. you're doing okay. it
2: word of mouth right okay. here right take again. your satellite sisters and go see it All right. Before we wrap, I just want to mention that coming up in a couple weeks, we'll be having Jennifer Weiner on the show. We're very excited to talk to her. She's a a fantastic author, a best-selling author in the women's category. She's someone who really speaks up and speaks her mind across a lot of platforms. She's Mm -hmm. going to be talking about her new summer release, Mrs. Everything. And that will be to celebrate our best beach bag books list. That is all Dropping, as they say in the business, June 11th. So I am frantically reading books. Yay, Leah. Uh, yeah, Julie, Go. you're reading some. Liz, you've been yes. tasked I'm going to do audio. the audio book reviews. Yep. Yeah, yeah, but we want to give you a list of books that you can read this summer. Some are classic beach reads and others will be maybe books to read if it's raining at the beach <laughs> and you want to stay inside. But we're putting together our annual list and that will be on June 11th. There'll be a post on the website and then we'll also have the podcast and the interview with Jennifer Wine so we're looking forward to doing that Uh, we would like to thank our sponsors for this week's show thanks for supporting us and and thanks to all of you for supporting the people that support us we really appreciate it Uh, we'd like to thank Sergio Enriquez for making us sound great every week thank you Sergio we appreciate it
1: what else is happening what's on your to-do list Julie what are you doing I am actually going up, Urban Nana's heading back up to Brooklyn. I, uh, my husband and I are going to be providing backup support uh, as Will recovers from uh, from his Guillain-Barre syndrome. So we're going back up. We're going to be doing some babysitting, grocery shopping, you know, chasing kids, running around, stuff like that. Yeah, he'll probably be tired that first week back. I yeah, would think so. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: that's good. That's really, really nice of you. Well, I, uh, I just have to get ready for the Women's World Cup. I mean... <laughs> I'm not playing, but <laughs> I will be oh, watching. you're not? Oh, no. okay. But you're still in training for it. Yeah. I mean, it's happening. It starts like June 8th in France. I yeah. think the U.S., their first game is June 11th. That's going to be a busy four weeks for me, uh-huh. following the Women's World Cup. So I just want to get on it, you know, look at the list, see what groups we're dealing with, Check, you know, check out our roster, make my coaching decisions from the couch. <laughs> so I'm just preparing for that now. Because you have to squeeze it in between the French Open and Wimbledon. I know, that started. It's Ooh, really yeah, hard. Yeah, I guess some people are still watching the NBA and and the NHL, but you know I'm just pretty Not focused you. you moved the, on, yeah. And the women's the women's World Cup, so that's what I'm doing this week. About
0: you, Liz? I well, okay. Tonight is the final episode of Fussy Verden. Yes. <laughs> Which I have really, really enjoyed. And I'm gonna be sad to see this end. You know, it's not it's only like six episodes in yeah, total or eight, something. I think, eight. Yeah. So uh, I'm sad to see that go. But Julie, um here in LA, Leanne and I got invited to a panel <sighs> discussion, a screening and panel on Thursday night, uh, by the Fossi Verdon team, Fossi Fossi oh. Fossi. So we are going to a panel on Thursday night that will include Sam Rockwell, who Ooh. plays Bob Fossey, Michelle Williams, who oh. plays Gwen Verdon. And she, my God, she's amazing. She's in this. so good. Just unbelievable. And she is not, it, it's not a flattering portrayal of Gwen Verdon either. No. So, yeah, I mean, it's a very, these are it's two complicated, very complex characters. Also on the panel, Norbert Leo Butts, you know, who's a big Broadway star. In this, he plays Patty Chayefsky. Leon and I were discussing earlier a key role in this drama is to have their best friend, Patty Chayefsky. But then also Tommy Cale, the executive producer, also known as one of the creators, director of Hamilton. Uh, Steven Levinson is one of the executive producers of um, Fosse Verdon. He also wrote a little thing called Dear Evan Hansen. Uh, Joel Fields, the executive producer, is going to be there. He wrote and executive produced a little thing called The Americans, which oh, you know how much I loved The Americans. And then last but not least on the panel, Nicole Fossey herself. So the daughter whose life story they optioned to tell this whole tale. So next week we will probably have some keen, keen insights into fussy burden yeah but that's where Leon and i that's
2: where Leon and I will i'm be sure they, on and they night. give
1: special lessons so that you can say it just yeah. like that right yeah. i'm very excited it's pretty exciting
2: yeah. yeah i mean i i don't drive to beverly hills at rush hour for nothing and that's yeah. uh so that i am headed over thursday evening so mm-hmm. that's something to look forward to this week yeah looking forward to that all right anybody have anything else Nope. All right. everybody back in town. Fun to see everybody today. Julie, fun to be with you this weekend. Yes, it was great to be with you, Liam. Yep. And uh, don't forget, call your satellite sister or take her for a walk.